0: what is good the title of our episode today is rule number two stop planting garbage this goes back to a series that i did in november 2022 based off of three different rules which are based off of three different scriptures that i have tatted on my my arm right here and rule number two stop planting garbage is based off of galatians 6 verse 8 and i thought with the end of the year here We want to make sure we're not planting garbage. We want to evaluate ourselves in that. And I know you heard that phrase, you reap what you sow. But do you really understand what that means? And this is one of my favorites because it helps me get my focus in the right place and understand that doing it God's way takes time and it takes intentionality. So check out this episode. Nope. We don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. this is the non-microwave truth and i am the little man that could the little man that would cl Whiteside. this podcast is brought to you by time of grace and to the folks that tune in on a regular basis share the podcast with other people send them the link real quick i appreciate y'all thank you very much people that have written reviews hit the five star i love y'all and to the people that this may be their first or second time listening to the non-microwave truth We're starting with our first world problem. A first world problem is a question that I pose that is not life or death, but it's to get you thinking. And like most first world problems, it's not really an actual problem. Our first world problem question today is this. You're naming a building, you're naming a street, you're naming a place, you're naming something. Should we name those type of things after people? You think about Michael Jordan. He has the Air Jordans, that's a shoe brand. All his shoes are named Jordans. Jordan 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. It's a whole bunch of them. You think about certain streets. Martin Luther King Drive. And the only reason I'm asking this question is because when all of a sudden we find a skeleton in a person's closet, meaning we find some dirt on someone, we want to change the name of the street. We want to change the name of the building. And I'm telling you right now, don't name anything after me. You can call it Champion Life Stadium, but I don't know. Like, is that cheating? Because that's still like low-key CL, CL Stadium, but it's not really CL. It's really Champ Life, but I don't know. Would you name something after yourself, or would you want something named after yourself? Is that a bad practice by us in our culture, and our society, to name buildings and streets and all that stuff after people? Should we just go with basic generic names? The Stark Complex, Field Fieldhouse, Whiteside Avenue. I don't even sound right, but you get the picture. Like, what would Jesus do in our situation if he had the power to name something? Would he name it after people? Would he name it after himself? I mean, Jesus is the only one who really could do it because he's perfect. The rest of us, I, you know, we none of us are perfect. All of us got some type of skeleton in our closet. So the two-part question is this. One, do you think we should name buildings and streets and places after people and let's say all of a sudden 20 years later we found out that this person was doing some wild crazy stuff should we all of a sudden change the name or should we leave it the same and then the second part of this question is would you name a building or a street or place after yourself would you do such a thing what do you think the lord would do what do you think jesus would do Well, he's perfect, like I said, but would love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is ChampionLife23. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The The title of our episode today is rule number two, stop planting garbage. Now, on our last episode, because this is a three part series, that was rule number one show no love love will get you we talked about a bible passage that i have tattooed on me we're going to talk about a different bible passage that i have tattooed on me today which comes from galatians 6 verse 8. and the breakdown of the tattoo is i have a scale with the bible and the world on the scale the bible is pulling down the world to show you that should be the number one priority it's an ascent a sun with the rays and in the rays i have these bible passages and one of them is galatians 6 verse 8 now why did i pick that passage and i picked that passage because it goes along with that theme of don't prioritize the world or the stuff of this world over god and his word and just thinking about that tatted on me is the theme of you reap what you sow and i'm not talking about like you do good stuff so you get to earn eternal life nope regardless of the good you do you need a savior we all need a savior so I just want to make that clear. But I am talking about, or I should say, getting at the fact that so many people in our culture, in our society, in our world today, they want to make withdrawals. They want to tap into accounts that they've never made a deposit. Like if you have a US bank account and you go to withdraw some money and you like, this is crazy, I don't have any money here. Well, duh, because you never deposited any money. And that would be kind of our, our focus today. And looking at Galatians chapter 6, before that, Paul was breaking down like how our greatest enemy is not a person of this world. The greatest enemy that we have is, is our sinful nature. It's the devil. It's it's evil. And he talks about in there how our selfishness, all of us are selfish, including myself, our selfishness, it mocks God. And prior to this, Paul is telling us how to do good. He's trying to tell us how to do good to everybody we looking out for everybody. Look out for your brothers. Look out for your sisters, especially, you know, in a, in a spiritual sense. And we don't want to be prideful. He's he's reminding us we're not too important or we're not too big to try and help someone else out. In fact, God gives us these opportunities to help other people out. And another thing that Paul brings up before we actually get into Galatians 6 verse 8, like prior to this, he's, he's making sure that we understand we need to take care of those who teach us the word. We need to take care of them so like our, our pastors and stuff and i've said this before we love and we almost want our pastors to be broke because if our pastor has some money we looking at him cross-eyed and funny like i should have kept my offering or tithe pastor really doesn't need it he all dressed on nice he didn't have to get that fancy of a suit or that nice of a car or that nice of a watch or jewelry and we started thinking selfishly like i can keep that for myself and spend it on myself When, yeah, we got the wrong mentality. But Galatians 6 verse 8, I'm going to give you three different versions. The first one is the NLT version. It says, those who live only to satisfy their own simple nature will harvest decay and death from that simple nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. The RV version says, some people plant to please their desires controlled by sin. From these desires, they will harvest death. Others plan to please the Holy Spirit. From the Spirit, they will harvest eternal life. I have one more version, but I'll read that later. And I just want you to think about this. Like, what are you sowing? What are you planting? Because on this episode of rule number two, stop planting garbage, I want you really to take into consideration, are you planting and are you sowing things that are garbage? Things that you won't be able to take or withdraw from that you will actually need. Need from a perspective of I'm a Christian and I'm trying to be closer to God since. And in both of those versions that I read, it's like it mentions some sin. It's like, well, what type of sin is being talked about? Galatians 5, starting at verse 19, says this. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And then it gives a list of them. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. A different version says sinful desires is interested only in getting ahead and it said you want what others have. And I think all of us at times kind of go through this phase where we try to downplay our sin or we act like I'm really not that bad. I'm I'm a pretty good person. And I always think about this. Somebody who stinks usually doesn't know how bad they stink. I hope nobody popped up in your head. I hope no one did. And if someone did pop up in your head, don't talk about them. Pull them to the side. Maybe, you know, get them some soap, some some perfume, some cologne, pray for them and, and look out for them. Don't just talk about them. Offering them gum helps, too, because I know some have some bad breath. But usually we don't know because we're we're so ingrained and engulfed in our own funk. And even if we are pretty good or we appear to the common eye as pretty good or to the common nose as smelling OK, God sees the heart. And when I think about Cain and and Abel, this is a perfect example of God seeing the heart. Like you can't fool him. We're gonna look at Genesis chapter four. This is the middle of it. It says, now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering. He brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. So if you didn't catch it, this is what we have. We have two brothers who are bringing offerings to God. One offering gets accepted. The other offering does not get accepted. That's Cain. Now. Look at how Cain responds to this. This is how a lot of us respond to things when they don't go our way. Cain kills his brother. He had the victim mentality. Oh, poor me. Now he sold, he planted to get rid of what he thought was his problem. He thought his brother was his problem. And that's what we do a lot of times. That's a lot like us. And what really is the non-microwave truth is that Cain was his own problem. We misdiagnose stuff all the time. Like, it's very hard for us to be real with ourselves. You have no friends? That's because that's what you've sown. But no, nah, it's everybody out against me. Nah, 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 it's you. Your health is bad and your fitness sucks? That's what you have sown. You can't find a job you want? That's what you've sown. You keep wondering why you keep attracting ain't stuff dudes? Because that's what you've sown. But the beauty of this is we can start sowing differently. You can start sowing differently. But quick fixes, that's going to lead to destruction. So I would not recommend quick fixes. It's going to take a little bit of time. And you definitely can't have that victim mentality. Because what we see with Cain, what that did is what he reaped, he tried to say was too much. Despite him killing someone. Because God told him, you know, work is going to be hard. Doing this crop thing, it's gonna to start to suck. You are going to be a wanderer. And listen to how Cain responds. My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. Wah, wah, wah. I know I sound like that sometimes, but it's like, bruh, come on now, you planted garbage. What did you expect? And just to keep along with that theme of you reap what you sow and be careful what you plant, I have to point out the fact that weeds can grow in more environments. Like that doesn't make it special, that just makes it a weed. And I really was thinking about this the other day. Wisconsin, November, 70 degree weather. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go outside. I noticed I had some weeds in my rocks and I'm trying to pick out the weeds in the rocks. And I was just thinking like, I noticed my grass hasn't been growing pretty much like the last month, but weeds can grow. Weeds can pretty much grow in any environment. They can grow in some cracks. They can grow in some rocks. They, of course, can grow in some grass. And that's just to remind us, like, even if you're in a church or in an environment that's supposed to be good, if you are not intentional and focused, you can have a weed come up and you don't even know it. It, it doesn't make it special. It's just how it is in our, in our sinful world because it's a lot easier to be wrong than it is to be right. Now I'm going to read that Galatians 6 verse 8 to you one more time in one more different version. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And I really got to get at that, that flesh that that sinful nature, sinful nature has an appetite of its own in every single day, us as Christians, we have to starve it and we have to kill it. And I think about it like this, when we plant that garbage and we go for that sinful, sinful mess, that worldly mess, that's like having sugar and salt and sugar and salt are, are very bad. Like in the moment it's great. It's so good in the moment, but it has no nutritional value. It doesn't fill you up. And in fact, a lot of times it makes you hungrier or it makes you thirstier. And I don't know if you realize this but it can give you cavities, diabetes, high blood pressure, pick up weight, and just overall make it harder for you to move. That's that destruction. And on this episode of rule number two, stop planting garbage. We have to look at culture's effect. And I guess I should say culture's message to each and every one of us, because culture wants us to sow to please our flesh. And the big thing in our world, what it wants us to do today is It wants us to forget about Jesus and it wants us to believe that to profit the whole entire world, but to lose our soul, like that's a great deal. It's not. That is a microwave truth. It's a whole lie. And I think about how that looks today compared to back in the day. Let's say we look at uh, Ananias and Sapphira who are found in Acts chapter five, I believe. They are just like us. They just wanted to look good. And if you're like, what did Ananias and Sapphira do? Well, they lied about how much they were giving the church. And they're like, oh, we gave the church everything. Woo, we some good people right here. We giving them everything. But they didn't. And they ended up dying. Go read about that. Yeah, it is Acts chapter five. So go read about that. But we do the same thing today. Look at a lot of our social medias. Like we're sowing something that only looks good on social media. And it's like, no wonder it's not built to last or you're attracting the wrong things. Oh, but you portray the perfect relationships or you portray that you're grinding so hard or you put your political views on there and you put, like, man, I'm really making it. But I believe the great philosopher Lauren Hill had a very good point. And I'm gonna have to remix what she said because she has a couple bad words in there. And I, I just gotta remix it anyways. But if you're showing off your butt every picture because you think it's a trend, And you wonder why you're attracting the worst. It's because of what you are sowing. It's because of what you are planting. And even more with our cultures, our culture's effect is that our culture tells us it's all about me. Entertain me. I'm tired of thinking. I'm tired of working. Culture's entertainment is garbage and it promotes sin for the most part. That's that's what our culture is is rooted in. And we got this philosophy of, you know, I just want peace. I just want comfort. I just want pleasure. I want it easy. Breaking news. Life is not easy. So when we aim to appease our flesh, our sinful flesh, and we're not realizing it, you start planting garbage. And I think about something that's that's actually good, like the desire to be loved. That's not a bad thing. But I'll break it down to you like this. If you knew you were hot and you knew you wanted your yard to have some shade, you wouldn't just plant any type of tree, would you? Nah, that's going to take some more planning. You couldn't just plant some rinky dink tree. You'd be mad and you still had a sun rays beaming on your head. And if you're bald like me, that wouldn't be a good thing. You would definitely need to have. But if you really want some shade, you would have to do some planning. And we can rely on God's plan that he gives us in the good book. That's the Bible. What we like to do, because the world tells us to do this and our flesh tells us to do this, is it tells us to sow whatever is trending at the time versus what God's word says. And at times, we don't even know what is right because we rely on our culture and we don't look to God. So what's trending? Get money, be a boss, do whatever is cool. I need you to trust your feelings. Go with the least resistance. Definitely don't get canceled. Nobody got time to get canceled, right? And we have to check our desires to see if they are sinful. Now, I know some of you are definitely wondering, all right, I hear you. So how do I sow to please the spirit? How do I sow to please the spirit? That's a great question. And the first thing I got to point out to you is that good and godly things, they take time to grow. It takes being intentional. It takes the proper things to provide nutrition and to feed it. And when you think about it like this, I want you to think about it like this. How long does it take for a tree to grow? I got this from Mike Todd. He was talking about how all of us want to be some big, great tree. But we have to see that every big, great tree starts with a seed. And it takes no time. I think you can get this real quick. It takes no time to create a bad habit but it takes so much time to break it. It takes no time to gain weight, but it's always more time to lose it. It takes one action to lose trust, but it takes hundreds of consistent actions to build trust. And I was having a conversation with someone. I was having a conversation with this woman who had literally sold like 10 years of garbage. And now she's been trying to sow God's way for like five months. And then because of that, she's looking at God crazy like, and i'm like what did you expect god is good best believe but there are consequences to sin consequences to sowing to please our sinful flesh like you're you're reaping what you sow and i think that can be very frustrating and where the devil says you know what you might as well just give up anyways because it's, it's no point point. and i have to remind you that as christians we have freedom in christ we have freedom to be intentional about what's being planted and despite there being consequences to sin, we can reverse that. I shouldn't say we can reverse that, but but God definitely can reverse that. Just give it a little time. Keep praying. Stick with it. Don't keep destroying yourself. Allow the Lord to heal you. And we can be intentional about what's being planted. That's another beautiful thing that we have, and that's the freedom that we have. In Galatians five verse twenty two tells us, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such things there is no law. The spirit can definitely lead you to do this. And on this episode of rule number two, stop planning garbage. I didn't want to dwell on this point too much, but I did want to point out that when you do right by God, God can bless you in some of those ways that we've talked about in terms of money, relationships, opportunities, health, wealth, in some worldly successful ways. But I didn't want to say that and make it seem like prosperity preaching, like if you do this, you're automatically going to get this. Because when we looked at the fruits of the spirit, it talked about a lot of things that were inward and talked about a lot of things that could advance the kingdom. But I'm telling you this now, I have seen God show up and show out. I wouldn't sell him short, but I can guarantee you the reaping of eternal life. For my Christian brothers and sisters who are sowing to please the Holy Spirit. And as Christians, a spirit-empowered life looks different. Stop playing garbage. I want to leave you with a reminder from Paul, who said this in his letter, on why we should focus on sowing seeds for God and living by the spirit. You know, advancing God's kingdom. It comes from Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time. You heard that? The proper time. That can mean this life and the next life. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And this is the non-microwave truth. This was the second episode in our three-part series. Rule number two, stop planting garbage. Tune in next week for number three. And number three is going to come from Rule number three, I should say, is going to come from Romans chapter two. And that's going to bring this home. That's going to tie everything together and get us to thinking about all right, how can we transform our way of thinking? It'll be a good one. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Rule Number Two Stop Planning Garbage. Peace, Punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.